Well, nowadays, the world is at their fingertips. So not only are they passionate about what's happening right in front of them, but they're passionate about everything around them too. And because of that, they're so well-educated. A lot of times people will say, well, they're getting you know their sources from the wrong places. They're getting their sources from so many places that now they have to decipher what is truth. What is truth. Empower You podcast is devoted to bringing real world wisdom and encouragement to our listeners, fans, subscribers, and friends. We talk about a multitude of life principles and the process from an economic, societal, and cultural perspective. We believe that in tough conversations and shared wisdom, we can pave the path and leave a ladder for the future. So subscribe to our channel, rate, review, and let us empower you. What's up, friends? If you're anything like me, you realize that eating healthy meals supercharges your productivity and gives you a clear mind so that you can solve more problems at work or in your business. Smile More Meal Prep Service lets you choose from a variety of healthy food options that will fit your dietary needs while putting a smile on your face so you can stop stressing about eating healthy throughout the week and buying lunches because Smile More Meal Prep has got your back. And if you use the promo code EMPOWER, you'll receive 15% off your order so click the link in the show notes order your healthy delicious meals relax and smile more welcome to empower you podcast how you doing out there my name is kidboy cooper i'm super excited to be here with you all um i have a guest with me today that uh it's gonna be really really cool so um real quick before we get started uh, i'm gonna talk to you about our topic okay so the topic is for this for this podcast is all about what Gen Z, um, what folks should know about higher education, going back to school, um, because this entire series is around education. And I'm not sure if you guys know this, but um, a large percentage of millennials are all looking to return to school for some kind of advanced degrees or certifications because of kind of the displacement that has happened in the industries um, in the United States, probably around the entire world, but especially here in the United States uh, because of the global pandemic and the things that have happened as a chain reaction to that. And so as we're all considering uh, coaching and all these other uh, means of continuing to educate ourselves, I think it's important that we evaluate actually what you know the education system is doing and some of the pros and cons about going back to school and things like that. And so what I've been doing, if you've been following the episodes, is gathering educators, coaches, uh, people with incredible insights and a lot of experience with young people, with education, with higher ed, with um, specific skill sets that they teach others in order to uh, create a really broad conversation that is that is helpful to making these very vital, very expensive decisions regarding education. And there's 57%, I believe, of Gen Z uh, are already enrolled and planning on going to college, which is the largest amount ever in the history of the United States. And so this is a conversation we got to have because we're sending our young people, we're sending ourselves right back into the fray. And we need to have a better dialogue about it. And so 
This brings me to my incredible guest that I will be having on in just a moment. So uh, the guest for this conversation is Amy Hanna. She is a master entrepreneur. She is the co-founder of the Respect team, which I'm going to let her tell a little bit about that. Um, she is a, a speaker. She's a coach. She has impacted hundreds and hundreds of young people's lives through the programming and the strategies that she has uh, implemented with her team in order to help young people find their voice, in order to help them really become productive citizens and work through some of their issues so that they can really contribute to society the way they want to, because obviously... The future belongs to the Gen Z. So uh, we got to get her on here. So I'm going to bring her up and uh, she can tell us a little bit more about what she does. Okay. Uh, here we go. Amy, how are you? Hello. I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm so excited that you're here. This is awesome. I really appreciate you spending some time um, just speaking to us uh and and on empower you podcast it's really awesome i know you're super busy and uh i just really appreciate it thank you so much for having me i'm glad to be able to spend this time with you absolutely so before we roll into these questions tell me a little bit about what you do and i did give you give some cliff notes but tell us about you tell us what you do with respect team and um what wakes you up every day yeah, so I, I joke that I do too many things sometimes. So I have a tendency to say yes before I say no. And then I find myself saying, oh, I better back off on some of these different things. So <laughs> I do, I have a lot of different things in my repertoire, but my, my number one thing, my primary focus is the respect team. So the respect team, we get to talk with our middle school students, with our high school students about the importance of self-respect and respect of others. We talk about healthy relationships, healthy friendships, how to resolve conflict. Uh, we also talk about mental health and really the things that our students are dealing with. Anxiety is a huge thing that our students are dealing with. Depression, stress, how to cope with stress in a good, healthy way. Most of our students have never, well, most adults have never been taught that, if we're going to be honest. So, yeah, so we teach them those types of things, too. Uh, we're in the process now of actually having a program that we're going to be taking into the colleges and to the universities, too. So, oh, wow. lots of exciting things that we get to do. So, besides getting to go into the schools, we have an awards program that we do for our high school students to help them to just feel honored for making a positive difference in the community. And then we have Teen Speak, which is coming up this spring. And that's kind of like TED Talks, except our teenagers are the speakers and we teach them how to be a public speaker and how to feel confident standing up in front of a live audience and sharing their stories of strength. So we do things outside of the school too, but our primary focus is inside the school. That's incredible. That's really, really cool. I think there's so much value in really helping young people harness who they are and their unique gifts and talents because, you know, uh, you know, I said this in the intro, you know, Gen Z are completely different than the rest of us. Um, they just have a, a totally different um, bandwidth for information. They have totally different issues that they're facing. Um, and the and the intensity of those issues is completely different. And so because, you know, in the next five 
years or so, all of them are going to be voters. All of them are going to be entering the workforce. They're going to be uh, somebody's boss. They're going to be in these various positions. And so I think it's important that we figure out what what their next step is, right? Give them valuable information on what's next for their lives. And so what you do with the respect team is just incredible. Like, see, so what kind of schools qualify for your program? Or do you guys reach out to schools? Do schools reach out to you? Are there some areas you don't really like to work in? What's what's your, your selection process like? We don't say no to anybody. So basically, if we have funding in the community, we go. So um, we're in Allen County Schools, of course. We're in Whitley County, Noble County, DeKalb County, Huntington County, and LaGrange County. Middle schools, high schools, public schools, private schools, parochial schools, pretty much everything. Wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. I would love to see uh, the respect team in some of the communities um, in Gary and some of those schools there as well. Oh, yeah. I would love oh, yeah, that. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. So we'll have to we'll have to talk about how to get you guys down there. You know, I'm from Chicago. I did not like, know you were from Chicago. Like for real, for Chicago. real. Yeah. That's awesome. What part? Yeah, yeah. So I, so I, that's my stomping grounds going through Gary. That's yeah. amazing. What part did you grow up in? So, have you ever heard of Chicago Heights? Of course. Okay, so Chicago Heights, there's a little, small, little community right next to Chicago Heights that's called Home of Blossom. Yes! (laughs) I did not know all of this. I'm Uh really... That's awesome. So my pops lives there now with his his wife. And uh, so I was there probably a couple weeks ago. So that's okay. awesome. That is really cool. Yeah. I did not yeah. know that. Yeah. So we'll have to, I, I would love to see what that kind of programming would look like in Gary because yeah. it's needed and to train facilitators and things like that. Like there's just so much untapped potential. And I love the fact that, you know, in an environment where people really want to put down Gen Z kids and really want to put down millennials as being the problems. You know, I think yeah. there's so much untapped potential. And so I just got massive respect for what you're doing. Um, so what what caused you to want to get involved with the respect team? What's your what's your story with education, with public speaking? How did you get to the point where you're like, all right, I'm going to do this? Yeah. So from every pain, there's always a purpose, right? So. So I have I have a kind of a painful past. So went through some hard things in my high school years, just with my own mental health, dealing with anxiety, dealing with depressions and suicidal thoughts, things like that. So I always had a desire to teach people about their value and how to value themselves, but also how to value other people. And that that whole concept of respect, that's always been important to me, I think because of the things that I went through, but becoming the actual respect team is a funnier story. (laughs) (laughs) So I used to be a part of another organization here in town and my title was the abstinence educator. Okay. Just let that soak in for a second. Yeah. So walking into a high school (laughs) with my name tag. (laughs) 
Okay, so for five years, I asked everybody, please, please, can we change my title? I just, I cannot, I cannot walk into another high school no, and have bullied. my name tag me abstinence educator. So my whole job was to be speaking to high school students, teaching them about healthy relationships, making wise choices with their bodies and with their sexual lives and those types of things. So that's that was my whole thing for five years. So I was oh, a public wow. speaker with schools. So I'm a former educator. I used to teach second grade way back oh, in wow. the day. I graduated okay. with elementary education. So I have the teaching side of things. I have the speaking side of things. Well, when that organization stopped their programming, for the absence education piece. <laughs> right. The schools kept contacting me because I was the primary contact and they said, you know, can you still, can you keep coming? Because we have been going for a long time. So I sat with my other speakers and I said, what do you guys think? Do you want to try to create our own thing? make it legal so that we can get funding to come in and you know pay for packet materials and that type of thing and so they said sure so we scrounged up some money and filed for a 501c3 and the rest is history and yeah we started in 12 schools just going to our normal schools we created our own curriculum that was not just about abstinence education, but was talking about respect and self-respect and respecting others and healthy relationships, but further than that too. So once we created that whole curriculum, we just piloted it out to the schools to see what they thought and they loved it. And we just continued to grow and go to other counties and more schools and wow. never looked back. That's yeah. amazing. That's awesome. Wow. And and so your speakers weren't like nervous about this at all? What was oh, the yes, conversation was like that? <laughs> you know, because you like yeah. talking to a bunch of people. It's like, okay, we're going to start a company. That's not, it sounds good to me, right? Every time I hear that, I'm sure. like, awesome. Yeah, do it. But that's not the reaction that a lot of people have. Um, no, it's not a normal thing to just say, oh, okay, we're going to just go start this thing right now and just go for it. But we, I worked as a volunteer within my own company for about a year and a half, almost two years, which is pretty typical for nonprofits, of course, and paying my speakers and paying for training and paying for materials and that type of thing. And I just gave up my time. And eventually I started to get a paycheck and it was a beautiful day when I got my first paycheck of okay this is absolutely nice. this is working it's working nothing is, <laughs> is happening yes when we got our first grant i was like i think our first our very first grant it just it came in my um facebook memories just not too long ago wow. it was from walmart sweet walmart <laughs> gave us a 500 hundred dollar grant and we were like oh, over the moon wow <laughs> Uh, so once we got our first grant, it was okay. Maybe we can actually do something with yeah. this. And, that's yeah. amazing. And now look yeah, at so it. Very scary. You very know? scary. And that's and that's that's one of the things that I think is so that we don't understand enough, right? That's that's a big problem I see 
in just a society in general. We just can get really short-sighted. And and yes, you know, starting things is hard and building businesses is difficult. Um, it's simple, but it's not easy, right? You know, you just need to find clients. You just need to find whoever that is you're trying to serve. But it's just, it can, it can take a lot from you. Um, and so that's why understanding what you're doing and why you're doing it is so important because when it comes time to make some sacrifices and some cuts and things may not be going the way you want to and you got to work for a year without getting paid um <laughs> you know you gotta know this is what you want to do and so i think it's really huge of you to to be so in touch with with young people and knowing that this is what you want to do especially because you had so many challenges yourself you know how do you move past the the trauma that you've gone through so much so that you want to be there with someone else in their trauma because some folks just stay away from it it, it was obviously traumatic for them so they just will choose to 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 not put themselves in those environments. So what causes you to, to be drawn to young people like that? Yeah, so I have a good friend that he he says it like this. He says your pain can either be the prison that you live in or the platform that you stand on. Mm. And I chose to take my pain and instead of allowing it to confine me, I I decided, no, this is going to be my platform and I'm going to use my story for a greater purpose. So that's that's where that pain just got channeled differently, yeah. which I think for a lot of people is very difficult. But when you think of it like that, we tell our students that all the time when you've gone through something painful, that's the whole purpose of Teen Speak is sharing that story of strength. What is something painful that you've been through? How did you find strength through that pain? And how can you now help other people? So seeing them grow through that process is, it's its a win. It's a win for everybody. It's a win for them. It's a win for the people listening to their stories too. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And, and so with Teen Speak, you're training them specifically to be speakers or you're just training them with the, the skill set of speakers public speaking so they can just do it wherever or these for students who are like I want to write a book and be a speaker one day yeah it's a little bit of both I think for most of our students it's just having the opportunity to share their story I think that's where the excitement comes in for Got them it. Okay. It's, it's so healing for them but in the process of that excitement and that opportunity they learn how to become a public speaker and then for some of them they've gone on to be on the radio they've gone on to be on tv they've done all sorts of different things well you and i both know kk yeah, and so absolutely sometimes they win their interview at a miss america thing so you know it's just it's one of these things that you know they they go on to do great things um, with your skill set. What do you think that one of the biggest mix, misconceptions that you run into with, with the, 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 the young people that you serve, what do you think one of their biggest, um, the, the biggest misconceptions about them and what they, they feel like is important? Because a lot of folks are writing off Gen Z kids, mm -hmm. you know, they're calling them the problem. Um, the entire 2020 and all the riots and the uncivil unrest around the murder of George Floyd and police brutality. Young people took a lot of heat for that. And I feel like 
society as a whole has written off young people as being um, overly sensitive, not very smart, and just inherently rebellious. Um, do you feel like these things are true with the students that you face? Is this something that you have to run into and help them get through? Or what? what's your take on that? Yeah, our students, I think people need to just take time to get to know a student because I think once you take the time to really get to know our students, you start to realize they're super passionate about life. They're super passionate about justice. They they look at situations and, you know, back when I was a kid, I would look at a situation that was right in front of me. I didn't have a whole lot of access to the world around me because, you know, the internet wasn't really a thing for the most part. Well, nowadays the world is at their fingertips. So not only are they passionate about what's happening right in front of them, but they're passionate about everything around them too. And because of that, they're so well educated. A lot of times people will say, well, they're getting you know their sources from the wrong places. They're getting their sources from so many places that now they have to decipher what is truth. That's a really difficult thing. Back when I was growing up, we would get our source from one place and that was truth. So they're, they're incredibly intelligent um, and we really need to give them more credit. Yeah, for sure. And, and you know, not only is there a lot of information to sift through and to decide what truth is, but even as a young person, you're deciding what truth is for yourself, right? You're deciding what truth really means for you, whether it's with your gender, whether it is with your religion, your your political status, or um, whatever affinities that you may have, you're discovering truth for yourself. And in addition to that, you also have to be a super, you have to be a global citizen almost by default. And I think that's a very, very heavy burden to, to bear. Is there a process you take your students through that helps them discover what truth is for them? Yeah, so for most of our presentations, we start off with a very simple personality profile just to help our students get to know themselves a little bit better. One of my favorite presentations is for our juniors and for our seniors in high school. And so they have to go through this whole thing about their passions and about their strengths and figuring out what are they passionate about and what are they really good at, and then coming up with just a, a sentence that combines one of their passions and one of their strengths into this phrase that defines who they are and what they're passionate about and what they're good at. And for many of our students, they've never done anything like that before. But one of my favorite stories is about this one student. His, his two words were stand for, which was kind of together. So stand for freedom. And when he came up with stand for freedom, something you could literally see the light bulb just go <laughs> off. and he said i've been thinking about going into the military this is my this is my phrase i want to stand for freedom that's what i want to do and it was just like okay i gotta figure it out and it was from this little five minute thing yeah. that he did in one of our respect team presentations but um so we try to help them to just really get in touch with themselves and who are you and what makes you valuable, what makes you special, and just helping them to get to know that person because 
If they can have a good understanding of who they are as a person, then they can better respect and value other people too. So it's a simple process, but obviously it does big things. Yeah. And I think that's, mm, that's a, that's a really great exercise. Um, because we do tend to even adults to have a hard time identifying what we're really good at and what we really believe in right and i think that's one of the things that um you know to go along with the the topic for today is is that's one of the things that we are facing as a nation right now is you have a group of uh, a large group of the working class which are millennials um, who are all trying to figure out what they truly are good at and who they truly want to be, what's actual truth for them. Because the facades, the, the narratives of going to school and, you know, getting this nine to five and all that, like they just kind of went up in smoke with the, with the whole pandemic. And it hasn't re- recovered because largely a lot of the promises that are made to millennials and to Gen Z, um, um, citizens these companies and higher ed institutions can't really keep up with it uh they just depend on you to continue to believe it and so um i think it's really powerful that you help them at a young age kind of sift through what that means uh, at least to have a a tool that they can continue to do that because you change over time, right? So, you know, you're not the same at 17 as you are at 27 as you are at 37. And so I just think it's really cool that you guys give them a, a tool that will help them do that because I still continue to assess and reevaluate, all right, is this, is this really Kibway or are you like posing? Are you being authentically yeah. yourself? Are you... Um, being real about the things that you truly desire um and so i think that's amazing that you're that you're giving them that i i didn't so empower you podcast was born out of a desire to create free mentorship it was born out of a desire to give um folks like myself who were young coming from gary indiana um a an opportunity to hear from a lot of people I normally would never rub shoulders with um, in order to get access to better information, better quality conversations and perspectives that can shape your life. And so um, the idea, like I didn't, if I were 13, 14, 16 and had the exercises in speaking and in, in discovering what truth was, I just can only imagine the type of impact that would create because the world is really loud and it's hard to decide mm-hmm. who's really talking. Is it you? Is it what you heard? Is it what your parents told you? Is it what your grandparents told you? And and so that's, that's really interesting. Do you think um, there's a, a common mistake that a lot of um, Gen Z and or millennials make when they're thinking about you know what their next step is when they're thinking about like so for you you're working with high schoolers so when they're leaving high school but then even so when you're in these environments like you work with other millennials and people on your team and things like that do you see common mistakes in both yeah i think a lot of times students think the only option after high school is college 
And I think they forget that, or at least haven't been told, or at least haven't been taught. We have the trades. We we need people in our trades. Like that has to be happening. So we have the trades, but we also have entrepreneurship too. And so for some of our students, yes, it would be beneficial for them to go and get a business degree before they start their business. But I think sometimes they've been told, well, you can't you can't start that business yet. You have to have a degree first. Mm. No, you don't. So I think sometimes, not so much themselves, but the people around them almost short sight them in, mm -hmm. in saying, well, no, you can't do that yet. Why not? They're passionate. They're excited about it. They have all the information. Money sometimes is the issue, but for the most part, they can start in that process and start going with that process. Yeah. They do not have to have that college degree yeah. to start. It will help for sure. It will help for the future, but they don't have to wait for four, six years before they can really get going on their passion. Absolutely. That's, that's so valid. Um, and even when you spoke about the trades, you know, welders, concrete layers, pipe fitters, mechanics, engineers like all of these avenues are very very um wide open and at this point you know i think even more so they're becoming very very lucrative too so oh, yes. when i think about non and this is maybe shows you know my my ignorance right so when i think about um higher education things like that or going to school going versus not going to college um, I think I think I tend to agree with what you said as far as like having a trade. I don't I'll be bold, okay? I don't agree with just going out and getting a job. I don't agree with that. I, I think you are volunteering to be the can that gets kicked down the road when you do that. Mm -hmm. So just going out and getting a factory job or going out and getting a like I come from that. I completely understand. But having seen how those lifestyles play out i would never advise that and so i think it's great that you're saying you know go get a trade or something like something specific that you can be really good at and that you can market um to other companies to get yourself make a real living because what yeah. i'm seeing and and even you know and we're in midwest right now right and there's that's kind of the doctrine here right is to just go get a job and start having kids and I don't know. I don't think that works nearly as well as people say it does. Yeah. And I think so many times we're, we're telling our students, well, you're really good at this. Just go do that. Because I was told, well, you're a really good teacher. Just go into teaching. You'll always have a job. That's true. But I wasn't passionate. That's why I only lasted for two years in my teaching occupation. Mm. Because I wasn't passionate about it. I was really good at it. But when things started to get difficult, I the passion, because the passion wasn't there, that right. was done. So we need to be teaching our students, do what you're good at, but also do what you're passionate about too. Mm, do what you're good at, but also do what you're passionate about doing. What's what's something that, um, so so you're a coach now, right? You started off as a, as a teacher, then a speaker, and now you're a coach executive, chair <laughs> of the Greater Fort Wayne Women's club or uh women's <laughs> network right it's not a club it's an entire network 
Um, so what what did you discover? Where did you discover what you were good at, but also what you were passionate about? Thanks for listening to Empower You Podcast. I want to take a second and tell you about a service I've been using that has literally changed my life. Akita Ricks, the founder of SawyerScore.com, helped me erase negative items on my credit score, provided me a clear path to improving my credit, and raised my score by 100 points in the first 90 days. Like, whoa. The best part about all of this is all I had to do was follow instructions. Now, if you're like me and you need a credit bestie, you need to click the link below and schedule your absolutely free discovery call today. Tell them Kidboy sent you. Yeah, so I think because I had so much experience within the speaking world, within the teaching world, but I have had a passion for working with teenagers forever. I mean, literally. And once I got out of my teenage years, even within my teenage years, I was the I was the person that all the people came to if they needed advice, if they needed to talk to somebody, I was that person. (laughs) So really, I've kind of always been passionate about teenagers since my teenage. So, but my husband, he's a youth pastor. So he's been a youth pastor for 20 some years now. And so between the two of us, we have a lot of years with working with teenagers. And so I think because of that and mentoring young women over the years, mentoring them even as they got out of their teenage years into their young 20s now some of them into their young 30s it's it's really i i love doing that i love inspiring and empowering our women helping them to connect to each other that's the whole purpose of the women's network but within the respect team i get to coach my speakers i get to teach them how how to be speakers. I get to teach them how to connect with the students. And some of them don't have that teaching background. So teaching them classroom management skills and how to have a connection with a teenager who's really struggling and how to talk about mental health and how to get them connected to a counselor, get them connected to a trusted adult. And so so I'm doing a lot of behind the scenes now versus up on front, uh, up on the stage like I used to, but I really love it. It's like, like multiplying yourself you know you you get to see the things i could do was about this much but then i train all these other people and now it's like this much and so that's been really cool what's the most difficult part about training up a staff about building the the actual team that is the respect team what what what's the what's the challenge there humbling myself <laughs> to realize that they're way better than i ever was <laughs> Really? Yes, I have taught some of our speakers. I I get to go in and I get to watch them and observe them and just, you know, to make sure everything's working okay and everybody's on the same track and that type of thing. And so I get to sit in on some of their classes and the whole time I'm watching them thinking, wow, I didn't teach you that. Look at you go. They just, they're they're amazing and they're way better than I ever was. And so it's very humbling that you think, okay, now you're teaching me, which is pretty cool to you. That's amazing. And I think that's a, that says a lot about you that, um, that you don't hoard the respect, right? Um, I think sometimes it's difficult for 
leaders, uh, especially, you know, folks who built a company from the ground up, like you have with Respect Team, you know, there was literally nothing. And then you decided it was going to be a thing. And you took this idea out of thin air and you made it something that employs other people. Like that's no small feat. So then to take that same amount of, uh, of, of, of confidence you have within yourself and to see that there just are incredibly other talented people on your team. Um, I think that's that's really big. I wish, I think education, I think administration, I think politics, I think all of these things would look much more attractive to millennials, to Gen Z, if there were a better example of humility and power sharing in the the C-suites, right? In the administrative, the, the the president's cabinet, the 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 executive circles, because what I, you know, uh, and maybe maybe I'm wrong in this, and you can correct me if I'm not, um, but what I generally tend to see is a lot of self indulgence. I see a lot of you know, uh, of taking credit for a lot of work that your team does. I see a lot of people who are incredibly triggered by their very intelligent employees. I see a lot of um, folks who realize they're not the smartest person in the room and they're nowhere close and they're in a position of authority. And so they just try to squeeze everybody back into some little box so that they can attempt to take up some room. Do you see that in the environments that you're in? Oh, yes. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Especially um, women within a leadership position, because I think sometimes as a woman in a leadership position, you feel like you have to make yourself more known. Like your name has to be bigger, your your position has to be bigger so that people will give you the respect that you deserve. But one of the things that I was taught long time ago was that the most powerful person in the room is sometimes the quietest, sometimes the person that's sitting just right over there. It's It doesn't have to be the person that is in the spotlight. It just doesn't have to be. And so when I look at my team, and I think, okay, here's what is happening. Here's what this person is doing. She needs to get credit for that. I have this opportunity. I'm gonna have her go do that. So it's it's putting those, putting our team into positions that they typically would not be able to go into if we were not giving them that opportunity. Right, right. You're setting up your team to make greater successes uh, than you yeah. can make by yourself. Exactly, because once your team is successful, then that just makes you successful too. Absolutely. So you have to look at it that way. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, in terms of what Gen Z kids, I shouldn't call them kids. What should we call What do you call Gen Z? Or I just call them students all the time because really they're, they're students of life. They're students in the actual classroom. But um, so I typically say students because because they could be high school students, they could be college students, they could be outside of college, they could be, you know, so I typically say students. But. That's awesome. Okay, so as far as for Gen Z students, you, you know, considering going to school, considering going to college and all these other things, um, 
first thing would be to, and I'm paraphrasing, so you can you can help me through this. So I'm hearing you say the first thing they need to do is figure out what they're actually good at and what they're actually passionate about. Like, yeah. you know, not one or the other, but how do you mix both of those? Is there something you call those those statements that you make them right? Um, they, they're just called their life statements. So life it's their, statements. Yeah, it's their two word phrase to create their life statement to help them. We, we say it's kind of, you know, when you look at a map and it's a X, you are here. It's a, you are here. Now you got to figure out where to go. Absolutely. So first would be to create a life statement. Two would be to realize that there are more options than just going to college, right? You can go to trade school, you can create your own thing. Uh, Just Uh, really depends on what coincides with your life statement. Correct. Yes. Okay. All right. So options. Um, And what would you say a third one would be? Ooh, just go do it. I think so many times we hold ourselves back of fear. Fear is the the biggest reason that people don't do things. Oh, I don't know if I can do it. I don't know how it's going to turn out. I'm really scared to take that step. Just take the step. If you fail, okay, get up, try it again. Because there are so many things within the respect team. The respect team has not been easy. It's been a really, really hard last several years because it's just businesses, entrepreneurship, it's just not easy. And there have been times where within the respect team, we tried a specific program, didn't work out. We had a whole program that we thought, all these people are gonna show up to it. It's gonna be amazing. We've got all these speakers. It's gonna be incredible. 17 people signed up to come. (laughs) Okay, well, it didn't work out the way we thought it would. So we had to switch plans. And you know, sometimes from your failures, that's when you really have success because you start to realize this might not work, but I'm gonna try something different. So just just do it. Just try. Take the step and just go for it. Yeah, take the risk. Take the risk. It's all risky, right? Not taking the risk is risky. Taking the risk is risky. Uh, Putting yourself out there is risky. Being unseen is risky. Like, you can't get away from it. I think that's so powerful just to do it. Um, I actually did a... Uh, a live video on Instagram today. And that was one of the things that I talked about. I said, we have to stop trying at whatever level of whatever you're doing, you're doing it. The universe, Mm -hmm. God, you know, however you choose to identify, trying is not a thing. You know, trying implies that you're just not really doing anything, but doing it on whatever scale However, whatever, you know, level you're at, it's much more, uh, it's not only is it more confident, but it makes more sense. If you're just trying, how do I know how to support you? If you're doing something, now I can say, okay, well, what do you need to do that thing? You know, it makes me, so I, I, I love how you put that, just do it, you know? And for a lot of young people who, that I know, you know, they don't, they're just not very enthused with, society right now and they you know and so they're thinking about a lot of different ways that they can be themselves without engaging in in the stuff they don't like and so um i just think that's great advice just you know just pick something and do it this the first 
tip that you gave, the life statement, that's a game changer. That yes. frames every other decision you make. It does, yeah. Because once you figure out who you are as a person, then, okay, now I figured it out. This is what I'm passionate about. This is what I'm good at. Now I have a direction that I can actually walk in versus, well, I mean, this school is cheap. I'll just go to that school. And eh, this degree is, you know, two years. Yeah, that looks good. But, yeah. You know, if you don't have any purpose to what yeah. it is that you're doing, you're going you're gonna to be pretty disappointed. So. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. What's been one of the toughest lessons that you've learned um, in or out of out of school, uh, whether it's with the respect team or in your own life? Uh, what's been a really defining moment for you that you feel like you keep drawing off of to give your team and to give your students? Yeah, so about four, almost well, it'll be five years here in March. I had, I was diagnosed with a vocal condition that's called muscle tension dysphonia. So my muscles around my neck can, if I talk too much or if I try to project my voice or anything like that, will tighten and restrict my vocal cords and it'll restrict my airway. So <laughs> as a public speaker, <laughs> wow. To not have the ability to talk is quite the experience. And it was it was a life-changing experience for me because I had to all of a sudden say, okay, I know that my purpose is still to do these different things, but if I literally physically cannot do them, what does that look like? So I had to I had to literally pivot my own life to look differently to still use my passion, to still use my strength, but it just had to look completely differently because I didn't have a choice. So it was the hardest thing for me to go through. It's still been, it's been hard these last several years, but if I hadn't gone through that, the respect team at the magnitude that the respect team is right now, it wouldn't be there because, because I had to multiply myself literally had to multiply myself and because we had more speakers that meant we could go to more schools because we could go to more schools now all of a sudden we had more grant money because we had more grant money now we could hire more speakers it just kind of and that would have never happened if i hadn't literally gotten out of my own way so um so it was a hard lesson to learn but it's been the best thing for me too still hard still moments of of hardness but it's it's you and and does stress trigger any of that as as well stress triggers it sometimes just the weather outside triggers it there's there's really no rhyme or reason to when it happens so i've had to for a long time i thought well i can't i can't take speaking engagements i can't if they ask to be on a podcast, I have to say no, because I don't know how my voice is going to do. And I finally just got to a point where I said, you know what, I, I can't keep saying no to people because this is the gift that I've been given. And if it's taken from me, it's taken from me. But at this point, I still have noise coming out. So I'm going <laughs> to That's right. You still can hear me. That's so right. And you have a wealth of wisdom that you've been sharing as well. So I'm going to ask you, um one last question before we get into our thought exercise and for any of those who are just now um becoming hip 
to Empower You Podcast. Maybe you only are listening to Empower You Podcast to listen to Amy. Thank you for being here. Make sure you leave a rate and a review and tell us how awesome Amy is. Um, But our thought exercises are where our guest gives us something personal that they do in order to help them get through uh, maybe a tough time or something, some personal practice that they have found to be super helpful. Because what I know is that we need things we need action items right we don't just need theories and stuff that's all that's great but when you leave empower you podcast i want you to have a solid action item you can start to implement right away um so that you can feel more in control of your life because the things that happen to you the way your life plays out it all manifests through your thoughts and through the things that you dwell on. And so when you leave Empower You Podcast, I want you to have something constructive and helpful for you to dwell on um, so that you can continue to, to, to manifest and create more great things around yourself, okay? So Amy's gonna give us a thought exercise, but before that, I wanna ask you, what is your life statement? Ooh, okay. So my two words were understand and value. So I did this way before the respect team even existed. I did this back in college. So my two words that I came up with were understand and value. So my life statement is that I want other people to understand their true value. And that's why I do what I do. Wow, that's amazing. She was quick with it too. You saw that? Y'all, y'all heard that. She was ready. It's because I teach it. I, I, you know, it's part of it. That's so, that's amazing. That's amazing. So, um, if you're ready, I would love to hear a thought exercise from you. I'm really excited. I got my pen and paper. Uh, I will be making some notes for you guys. Uh, you can definitely grab pen and paper or you can rewind this part several, several times. Um, I'll have resources on how to get to Amy in the show notes. But uh, yeah, if, if you, you can take it away. I'm all ears. Okay. You're like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it's a very simple tip that I was taught as when I was doing all of my public speaking, I would get really nervous before, even if I had been speaking for years, I would get so nervous before I went up on the stage or before I took the microphone or before I did a podcast, I would just, I would get so nervous. And so I had a good friend that taught me, it's called the four step breathing process to calm down your heart rate so that you can speak clearly so that your voice doesn't shake. So this is how it works. So you just, you take a deep breath in for four seconds. Once you have your breath in for four seconds, you hold it for four seconds. Once you hold your breath for four seconds, you release it very slowly for four seconds, and then you pause for four seconds. And so you do that a couple times through, and once you've done that, your heartbeat has calmed itself down, you feel more confident, you feel more alert because you've brought oxygen to your brain, and you're ready to go. Wow. So very simple that it works. So you take a deep breath for four seconds, hold for four seconds, release for four seconds, and then repeat that four times. Yeah, pause, and then you pause. Pause, okay. Pause and then repeat. See, I didn't have the pause pause in there. Pause is very important because it, you literally have to, you have to focus on that part because 
most of us just breathe in and breathe out and breathe in and breathe out. So it's more intentional. That's amazing. So that's very helpful. That's very helpful. And it's very validating. I, I, I am, um, I'm learning more how to really meditate more and do better breathing exercises and things like that. And so this is very, very helpful. And because, you know, I perform and I do podcasts and stuff, um, I do get very nervous. Yeah. You know, it's 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 very interesting. You would think it would go away. It no, really it doesn't. It doesn't. No. No, but I was told that when you get nervous, it means that you care. So that's a good thing. Yeah. So take that. That's a good thing. Absolutely. I Yes. Yes. All right. So four step breathing. Do it now while you're walking, while you're driving. You may want to keep your eyes open, but, um, <laughs> you know, enjoy that and try that. Um, there's a lot of really tough emotions I feel like we're all navigating through um, and especially for students and millennials who are trying to figure out what the next move is uh, whether it's going back to school whether it's buying some course and learning um, I would strongly recommend the latter both as a coach and as someone who has student loan debt I would say the latter uh, but yeah I think I think it's amazing. I'm, I'm so glad that you were here to give us these steps, the life statement, creating, you know, having options on how you're going to, the path you're going to take. It's just really, really necessary. I don't know what is happening in high schools, um, but what I do know is that when these, when I encounter young people or used to encounter young people at my old job, um, you know, they, they, they weren't very, very sure. They were really just just doing what other adults were telling them to do still. And, you know, you're asking an 18 year old to, to spend 40 grand on something, you know, like, how, how are they going to make an intelligent decision about that? It's true. So, yeah. So thank you so, so much for being here, for pouring into us before we cut everything off. What would you like to leave with us? How can we find you? How can we go and, and get involved with Respect Team? For any of the people who are listening who are like, I want to know more about Amy. Maybe I want her on my podcast. I'd love her to come speak to our students. Um, I want to interact with the Respect Team. How do we get a hold of you? Yeah, but probably the easiest way is from our website. So just www.respectteam.com. Of course, you can email me too. And that's just info. So info at respectteam.com. That's Pretty amazing. simple. That's yeah. awesome. And um, in addition to any of the, the, to these, this information she's giving, all of this will be in the show notes as well. So you can click uh, in the show notes while you're listening to this and send her an email or go to the Respect Team website and kind of peruse what they do and get in contact with them that way as well. Um, thank you so, 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 so much for being here. I, I just, I really, really appreciate it. You have a podcast as well, do you not? We do. We have okay. a Respect Team podcast. It's called 
the respect team podcast. The respecting <laughs> everything is simple in the respect. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. It's easy to remember. Yes, and 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 for any of those folks out there who are thinking about starting a podcast for their business or who are need some kind of podcast coaching, um, the business that I run and I coach clients and and businesses on how to start profitable podcasts for their business. So if that's something you're interested in, I'll put a link in the show notes for this as well. Um, but all the information about Amy and how to get in contact with her will be in the show notes and you guys can really follow what she does. She is incredible. And I, I just thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Okay, y'all. So look, I will talk to you guys again. We got plenty more incredible episodes coming up for you guys. Um, I know holidays and all that stuff is coming up, but um, we got to stay locked in. We're about to be encountering a lot of family energies and things that could be very off-putting for us. Um, so we got to stay locked in. So keep listening, uh, keep right, right, reading books, listening to podcasts, listening to music that, that, soothes you and doing this this four uh second the four step breath exercise that amy uh gave to us probably before you go into the house for thanksgiving and christmas <laughs> and stuff and that, that might be helpful so thank you guys so 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 much for listening i appreciate you and i cannot wait to bring you another episode but for now i will talk to you a little later peace Thanks for listening to Empower You Podcast. Don't forget to rate and review this episode because we would love to hear your takeaways from this discussion. And it helps us reach more listeners just like you. If you'd like daily audio video clips from the podcast, you can find Empower You Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you soon.